0: Hey folks, welcome back to Politalk. It's producer Will here. This week, we'll be talking about a scandal you all probably have heard of. A shockingly deep scandal with profound international implications. Ones that have thrown the government into an uproar. I speak, of course, of the Queen of England's secret lobbying efforts. And the threat they've posed to British democracy. (laughs) For those who are wondering, I have not been living under a rock I have not forgotten about the Trump impeachment trial and the effects thereof. However, and I'm sure y'all can sympathize with me on this, I really need to take a fucking break from Trump news. So for this politalk, we'll be passing over the misdeeds of a bunch of old corrupt white people, and instead doing a deep dive into the misdeeds of a bunch of old corrupt white people with fancy hats. Let's begin. This story starts back in 2016 with the release of the Panama Papers, a massive leak of attorney-client consultation documents and financial information relating to the clients of the firm Mossack Fonesca. The papers contained over 2.5 terabytes of data, roughly equivalent to million leaked documents, that revealed that hundreds of wealthy individuals and corporations from across the world were using offshore entities mostly for tax evasion and fraud. For the purposes of this story, the main takeaway from the Panama Papers is that the Windsor family in general, and Queen Elizabeth in specific, were clients of Mossack Finesca, and were part of the group using offshore entities to evade taxes and conceal their true wealth. This sparked a lot of interest in the royal family's financial holdings, and subsequently Interest in why information on the royal family's financial holdings was so hard to come by. Last week, the British newspaper The Guardian hit paydirt on that latter question. To sum up The Guardian reporter's findings, the Queen used an arcane parliamentary procedure known as Queen's Consent to secretly lobby government ministers to grant her an exception to the new transparency laws they were drafting at the time. Now, Queen's consent is a measure that's been in the British Constitution for a long time. It allows the reigning monarch and their heir the chance to vet any draft legislation that might affect them and their holdings. The royal family's website brushes it off as a formality, something that, much like the royal assent procedure, performed when a bill that's been voted on by Parliament becomes law, is ceremonial in nature and always granted. But the documents the Guardian's reporters found in their search revealed that the Queen used it back in the 70s to lobby for changes to a law before most of Parliament had ever even seen it. This prompted them to rush back through Britain's National Archives to see how many bills the royal family had vetted with Queen's consent and if there was any evidence that they had altered any more of them before they went to Parliament. The answers to those two questions, respectively, turned out to be over a thousand, and yes. The procedure of Queen's consent is highly secretive. The monarch is only required to inform Parliament that it has been used, not if any changes to the draft legislation have been made, and they are only required to inform the House of Lords, not the House of Commons. Given that, it's difficult to find evidence of how many of the bills subject to Queen's consent were actually altered by the monarch. Reporters looking for information on that have to go digging through the National Archives and hope that they find correspondence relating to the laws. However, Guardian reporters were able to find four instances where the Queen or Prince Charles affected a law in its draft stage. The most recent instance occurred in 2002 when Prince Charles used the procedure to vet a law that prevented tenants on his land from being able to buy their homes. Now, the Guardian released their report on the monarchy's use of Queen's consent last Monday, the 8th. And it, uh, let's say caused a bit of an uproar. Hell, it was so much of a scandal that it made headlines in America even with the impeachment trial going on. Obviously, most of this uproar centered around the fact that the UK is, well, not a democracy. I mean, there's no real way of softening that. If your hereditary monarch gets to decide what parts of a bill even get put up for debate, then you're not a democracy. But the scandal was compounded by a number of factors. First among them is the fact that so many of the bills that the Queen or Prince Charles vetted were blatantly designed to enrich the royal family at the expense of the common people. The law preventing Charles's tenants from buying their homes, which we discussed earlier, has denied most of them a service that is widely available to people living in public housing in other parts of England, and has left a number of renters trapped in long-term leases of declining value that they can't easily get out of. Second is the sheer breadth of the laws that the royal family has vetted, in terms of scope. They cover not only obvious areas, such as pensions, housing policy, and the NHS, but all kinds of subjects, even some remarkably obscure ones, like a bill in 1963 relating to the British Museum, or a 2019 bill regulating the behavior of private car-clamping firms. A number of critics have questioned why the queen was given the authority to vet such a broad spectrum of topics, even those ostensibly with no relation to the crown or its affairs. But their questions and concerns have gone unanswered largely because of point three. The queen, and indeed the royal family as a whole, has largely refused to comment on the scandal. Notably... The Queen's representatives refused to say how many times she had requested alterations to legislation since she came to the throne in 1952. In fact, most of the communications that the royal family has released since the story broke have been about Harry and Meghan, who are expecting their second child together. More importantly, as long-term followers of this podcast or news about the royal family may know, they're off being private citizens. So, to me at least, this reads like an attempt to bury an embarrassing scandal, more than a genuine attempt to celebrate a new addition to the family. It's unclear what effect this scandal is going to have on British politics long term. In the short term, there have been a lot of calls, mostly from the British Republican Movement, which is an anti-monarchist movement and is not related to the US Republican Party, to abolish the procedure, because if the queen is really just a private citizen with a ceremonial function, she shouldn't have this much influence over the law. However, with a conservative government firmly in power, it's unclear if or when this will happen. For all the low-level outrage this story has generated, I at least haven't seen any indication from actual members of parliament that they're going to move on it. In the meantime, of course, all the rest of us can do is sit, watch and wonder when the Brits will finally decide to overthrow their monarchs like civilized people. Thank you all for listening, and as always, cheers.
1: It's Ed now. Uh, Thank you, Will, for kindly recording uh, this episode about the Queen's Scandal. And the Queen is not the only one embroiled in a scandal. Prince William is has been doing things that he's not supposed to be doing, allegedly. A source close to the royal family has indicated that Kate Middleton is growing very frustrated with her husband and his wandering eye. And peen. Um... I don't know if you guys will remember, but in 2019, it came out that Prince William had been having an affair with one of Kate Middleton's friends, and it caused a strain between the married couple, but Kate sucked it up, worked on her marriage, and things seemed to be going a bit better for for the couple. However, that is not the case anymore. Uh, Tensions are at an all-time high between the royal couple as they contend with yet another cheating scandal. One would think that with the coronavirus pandemic that the cheating would stop. But allegedly, William ha- Prince William has had multiple affairs or one-night stands over the course of 2020 and into this year. <clears throat> Kate found out about one when the alleged lover contacted William. Insinuating that she was pregnant with his child and wanted wanted him to give her money. It caused a huge fight between the two. With William turning to his grandmother for support. The Queen did not take kindly to yet another sex scandal within the family especially as they have been trying to contain the Prince Andrew Jeffrey Epstein connection so after she yelled at Prince William (coughs) she began she sent the firm the firm is a collection of uh, people who work for her to take care of this scandal for her, telling them to do whatever was necessary. <clears throat> the girl was given money. Uh, my sources who uh, are connected to uh, the family in in various ways, mostly uh, by being reporters. All have said that they do not believe the woman had an abortion. (coughs) Apparently, uh, while the queen has not indicated whether she's pro-life or pro-choice, everyone believes that (coughs) the woman was paid to essentially disappear. And to claim that they never... That she never met Prince William. Why would the woman take the deal? That was my question. I really wanted to know... Why this woman would take... A deal like that. Especially if she believed that the... Child was... Uh... Prince William's. Which would... Uh... Make... That kid... Uh... Sixth in line, I believe... Uh, maybe if it's fifth in line. Anyways. So why, uh, why would they accept this? Uh, why would she accept this as an alternative, uh, to? She doesn't want the, according to my sources, she doesn't want the spotlight on her and she is terrified of what would happen if she crossed the queen now when i asked if this was going to come out in in the press i was told that the sun actually had exclusive had an exclusive ready to run and the queen killed it She threatened that if they ran the story, she would sue them into oblivion and discredit every single piece, even if they could back it up with facts. The story was killed almost immediately. When I asked how she would be able to do that, all my source said is, and I quote she's the fucking queen. You don't mess with her. <coughs> so I'm pretty sure this is a thing that happened not only happened, but I'm 99% sure that she ah uh, 100% uh, did this to protect Prince William. As far as, uh, whether or not he and Kate Middleton will divorce, my source said don't count on it. Kate has put in a lot of years and a lot of effort to making this marriage work. And she knew that Prince William was not the type of man to be faithful Uh, In fact, he cheated on her all through their relationship in college. (coughs) And she uh, put her foot down and said that she would never stop him from fooling around, but expected him to be discreet and to put a ring on her finger when he bulked. That's when they broke up, only to reunite about a year later. At the Queen's urging. So. Unlike his brother. uh, Prince William. Is likely to stay with his. With his spouse. I'm going to be right back. With some Meghan Markle and Prince Harry news. And I am back. (laughs) In not-so-stunning news, on Valentine's Day, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle announced that they are expecting their second child. In summer 2020, Meghan Markle wrote an op-ed detailing how she miscarried a, a baby earlier in the year. She claimed it was due to the stress and... Uh, the stress of uh, being a royal and having people follow her around and all of that good stuff. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex infamously left the royal family and all of their duties uh, because they felt that the tabloids were getting too invasive. And in fact, a judge agreed with him, uh, well, at least agreed with Meghan Markle, and are holding a British tabloid accountable for, her, uh, for publishing a uh, private letter that Meghan Markle's father wrote to her. <coughs> and it was after that summary came out that they announced that they were expanding their family. As most people know, the duke and duchess uh, have been at odds with Queen Elizabeth over quite a few things. Uh most famously, uh Meghan wanted to use uh the royal uh Royal Sussex as a brand name. The queen put her foot down and said, no, if you're leaving behind the family, you cannot do that. Megan fired back that the queen does not own the word royal. And she could use whatever word she wanted. Queen Elizabeth very swiftly organized her legal teams and promised to sue them out of business. And she has far more money uh, at her disposal than the two newlyweds, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, backed down and agreed to uh, not use the word royal in any of their further branding. And, and indeed, they actually stopped all philanthropic, philanthropic well, I can't speak, <laughs> uh, events. Uh, and focused solely on moving to Hollywood and production. To that end, they have signed a Netflix deal. Uh, although nothing has yet to come of it. Um, uh, President Barack Obama and former First Lady Michelle Obama have quite a few projects in the pipeline that have already been announced. Uh, Ryan Murphy has uh, shows like Ratched, which I I don't believe is part of his uh, new deal with Netflix. Uh, But uh, he did get uh, his show Hollywood and the movie The Prom out uh, quite fast. Likewise, Shonda Rhimes who also signed a deal with Netflix, um, has Bridgerton coming out and a mini-series about the life of Anna Delvry who cons much of Soho uh much of Manhattan I should say. Um coming out uh it's so it's supposed to be later this month. Uh but Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have yet to announce any projects stemming from their pact with, with Netflix. Uh, and it could be perhaps because of her pregnancy. Uh, the two former royals are no longer on social media... So they have other people uh, putting up uh, photos on Instagram and making the announcements for them. Uh, They, of course, released a public statement to People magazine and are expected to do an interview later this year with ABC News. (coughs) The Queen, Prince Charles... And Prince William all were quick to issue a statement celebrating the expansion of the small family, and saying that they wish him nothing but the best. And word is the Queen is quite keen to bring Prince Harry, uh, baby Archie, and the new, the new addition back into the family fold. Only if Meghan Markle is divorced and left in Hollywood, which does not seem to be something that's going to be happening anytime too soon. That is going to do it for our special Royal Scandal episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. As always, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, cheers.